sign-on bonus. This is a perfect opportunity to make extra money or even make a great living while working weekends and enjoying the week off. For more information and to apply, visit Vacutech's Open Opportunities page on their website at vacutechllc.com. Whenever asked, our local businesses, ranches, and individuals always come through to help our local youth. The Battle of the Bighorns Livestock Show is just one such organization these folks are helping. Thank you to ERA Carroll Realty, Excalibur Construction, Farmers Co-op, First Northern Bank, Foothills Vet Service, and Grisalka Showgoats. Visit these businesses and tell them thank you for their support. Battle of the Bighorns, May 27th and 28th at the Sheridan County Fairgrounds. Parker Millinger provides business advisory services tailored for you specifically to help your business become compliant, tax efficient, organized, and strategically aligned with your goals. Think of us as part of your team. You will rest more comfortably knowing that you are covering all your financial basis and making informed decisions. Contact us today at Harker Mellinger. Our focus is where you're going, not where you've been. Hi, this is Ken with Prime Rate Motors, and we are looking to buy your clean used vehicles, campers, UTVs, and tractors of any age. Are your payments too high? We will also downtrade you out of your current vehicle into a more affordable one. Or if you just need a professional assessed value of your current car, truck, or SUV, we do on the spot appraisals. Stop by 2305 Coffeen Avenue in Sheridan or call 674 6677 and also see our full inventory at primeratemotors.com. Keeping your cash in a high-yield account is a simple way to save. First Federal Bank & Trust high-yield online savings account comes with a competitive interest rate and local service from people you know. Open the account from the convenience of your computer or mobile device and watch your savings grow. Visit efirstfederal.bank to open your account today or check out our deposit specials. First Federal Bank & Trust, helping our customers succeed since 1935. Member FDIC. When you hear the name Noah's Auto Glass, what do you think of? Do you realize that we can service more than just passenger vehicles? Hi, this is Cindy. Here at Novus, we can repair and replace glass in semi-trucks, farm equipment, construction equipment, RVs, and classic vehicles. We can even come to you. If your restoration project has gotten overwhelming, we can help get you over the top. Stop in or call today to make an appointment. Novus Auto Glass, 347 North Main, 672-0139. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. Joining me this morning is Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter Operations Manager, Cindy Pop, an Unleashed Foundation founder and shelter dog trainer, Marion Eccles. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Floyd. Now, uh, let's see if I can't get these microphones figured out. All right, that's probably <laughs> a lot better now I can hear you. All right, so who do we have with us here today? We have Lilo, and she is a two-year-old female. Um, we believe she's a lab, a blonde lab, black mouth cur mix. Black mouth cur. Yeah. That's a heck of a dog name. Yeah, isn't it? I'm told yep. that it is a branch of the lab, and um, 
that they're more of a hunting breed. She has not been trained to hunt, so I'm told that, you know, she's missed her hunting window, but um, but she's a wonderful dog. She is just a sweetheart, and one of the dogs that we go, why are you still here? Really, yeah. And she has gone, she did go out on a foster, and because she wasn't trained as a pup, she had some potty training issues. Yeah. And um, and so we've been working on that since then. And otherwise, her personality is just wonderful. Around kids that encroach on her, like if they get too too playful or get in her face, actually, is when she'll, you know, she'll lift her lip and say, I don't like this. So it, if you do have kids, she's not one that you need to take this lightly. But otherwise, she she would be a great family dog. She gets along with most other dogs. We just have to do an initial meet and greet before we'd let her go home to a family with other dogs. And I'm not sure. I can't remember if she likes cats or not. Sometimes these dogs have a high prey drive. So cats are always a big question mark. But and that's kind of a that's a common practice though, isn't it? If I've got another dog and I want to adopt an animal, I should come in with my dog and have a meet and see mm-hmm. if they get along to begin with. Yeah, once uh, once we've cleared and can verify that your dog has um, all up-to-date on all of its vaccines, then, yep, we, we ask you to bring it to the shelter, and then we bring out the dog you'd like to adopt, and we do a, you know, a casual meet-and-greet to where they can meet at a distance, and then if it looks good, we put them into a yard where they can play, yeah. and we can see them interact as dogs would in your backyard. Just kind of step back and let them be dogs for a moment yep. and see if they're going to get along or yeah. if there's going to be an issue. Mm, yeah, yeah. And uh, now, this this practice, uh, along with making sure that all your animals are vaccinated, what if I do have cats and and I want to get a dog? Is is there just like a, a questionnaire? Should I sit there and ask the individual adopting uh, me, the dog, hey, Good. Is there like a list I should go down? Well, yeah. I when the dogs first come in, when they get on the adoption floor, I do um, I do an assessment of each dog individually. They're not always accurate because the dogs don't always show themselves. Right. As, Shelter environments yeah. totally different. But um, but I I do expose them to cats that we have walking around in the building and outside the building, and as long as I only do it if I can know I can control the dog, so I'm not exposing the cats to anything any kind of danger yeah and um yeah then i can see how they behave around a dog or around a cat and uh, can give people who have cats you know a little bit of the knowledge that i've obtained some dogs we we know for sure because if they've been surrendered there's a form people fill out and they may have grown up with a cat and that instills what i find in the assessment you know when it comes to cats they're so finicky uh i've got a cat we call her the 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 furry mean dragon she's just rude (laughs) she's a rude person great cat horrible person Uh, but she doesn't mind dogs at all she'll walk up touch noses with a dog Mm -hmm. another cat loses her mind she, uh-huh. she just doesn't like it's the weirdest thing <laughs> yeah. uh, well okay so moving on let's talk about vaccinations since we're right about there what vaccinations should a dog and cat have so dogs should have rabies 
and distemper parvo at the very least. Um, if you're going to board your dog at any type of kennel, they also require Bordetella or kennel cough. Um, Bordetella is kind of the scientific name, if you will, I of guess. Of kennel cough? Of kennel cough, yeah. it's People know it better as kennel cough. Um, but those are the two, or the maybe three main vaccines that a dog should have. Um, there are more if your dogs are more exposed to different things. If you're out in the country and your do- dogs drink from puddles, um, lepto is a good one to get. Rattlesnake vaccine is a good one to get. Um, but those are all kind of extra. Yeah. The first three are kind of the main. Um, and then cats should typically have rabies and FVRCP, um, which is like feline leukemia, um, and I'm not quite sure what the rest of it is, but those are the two main ones for cats. You know, when cats get sick, it's real bad, isn't it? Like, for some reason, it just seems like the diseases that they can catch are a little more severe. Not that parvo is not severe. Yeah. I've had to deal with that in the past, and that stuff is nasty. Uh, I managed to get a dog through that. It took a it's lot. difficult. And she was never the same dog, uh, yeah. unfortunately. I think the fever got to her and just yeah. kind of cooked her brain a little bit. Yeah. It's horrible, horrible disease. So make sure that you're getting those animals vaccinated, folks. You do not want to pick this stuff up. And kennel cough is so dang contagious. Oh, yeah. It, it spreads like wildfire. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> but uh, So you're actually going to be holding a vaccination clinic here pretty soon. Uh, when is that going to be? That'll be this Friday, actually, uh, the 26th, I believe. What time are you going to start that? It'll be 9 to 3, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Are we still doing kind of the, the from the car thing, or are we going inside now? Um, we're changing it up because we are offering a quick kind of checkup, a quick physical exam. Um, so we'll actually have people park and bring their animals up. We do ask that they be on a leash or in a carrier. Um, But yeah, we'll be bringing them up and if you wanna opt into the physical exam, it'll just be a quick once over. It's not gonna be anything where we can diagnose any kind of disease or stuff like that, but it'll be a quick, you know, we'll look them over, feel them for any bumps, um, bumps or lumps kind of look in their ears, see if they have an ear infection, look at their teeth if we can. Some dogs and cats don't tolerate that. (laughs) Understandable. Um, Some people just don't like the dentist. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, We'll listen to their heart, see if they have a heart murmur, stuff like that. It'll be just a quick kind of look over. Now, should I make an appointment or is this kind of a first come first serve type of deal? So we would prefer appointments um, just because we are doing the exams and it's not going to be as quick as just the vaccines and go. Um, So appointments are preferred. We will try if we can to squeeze in walk-ins. Okay. So if I forget about it and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that's today. Uh, If there's time, I might be able to get in there. Okay. Now when it comes to this stuff, how much is this going to cost the owner? So our vaccines, they're $15 each, um, and then the exam is complimentary. Oh, oh fantastic. Yep. Okay, but those vaccinations, $15 a pop, but that's that's a pretty reduced rate compared yes, to going to a vet or something <laughs> like that. Um, and how often 
Cindy, are should I be getting my dog vaccinated? Um, so that kind of depends. So your first vaccines are going to be a couple of weeks apart as puppies, right? Um, they're going to be a couple weeks apart after a certain amount. Um, usually after they get a rabies vaccine, it becomes they'll get their last. If it's a dog, they'll get their last distemper parvo with their rabies typically um, at four months old or it varies but mo we do it around four months old with rabies um after that it'll be a year so it's okay. a, your first rabies is a yearly vaccine or a year vaccine and then after you get the second booster of rabies it's a three-year vaccine okay and each vet is a little different um on how much time they allow to lapse between vaccines say you got your year vaccine the first time your year rabies um and then it came due you missed the due date to get it revaccinated and you missed it by like a couple of months um it's kind of dependent on the vet you go to some may require that you get another year vaccine okay so basically so, start over start over okay um and then some will say oh that wasn't that much time it's probably still fine to do a three-year okay so it, you really have to talk to your vet about what they want to do each vet i found is a little bit different okay um at the shelter we're a little less lenient on it just because we have to also deal with the cso's um the animal control and by law you have to be up to date on rabies and if you are even a little bit overdue they get a little upset sometimes <laughs> okay so then you got to start all over just yep. to be safe type yep. of deal well i mean a yearly vaccine i think about uh you know i probably have a cat that needs to come in then <laughs> yeah. uh She's just miserable in a carrier. It's, I'm not it's looking hard forward sometimes. to that. <laughs> She's a nightmare with claws. All right. Uh, and one more time, uh, when and where is this clinic going to be held one more time? So it'll be up at the shelter, and it's this Friday, the 26th. Starting at 9 a.m. Starting at 9 a.m. All right. We're going to have more with the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter when we return. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE 103.9 FM. Sure. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan American Legion Baseball is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. Saddle up for Chris Ledoux Day, Saturday, June 17th at KC Wyoming. The rodeo starts at 2 p.m. with exciting saddle bronc and bareback riding competitions leading up to the street dance and party with Reckless Kelly, Ned Ledoux, and Bren Hill. Admission is $30 for both the rodeo and the dance. Proceeds benefit college and high school rodeo scholarships and Make-A-Wish Wyoming. Chris Ledoux Day, Saturday, June 17th in KC Wyoming. Sponsored in part by Sheridan Media. 
Okay, so I got this smartwatch that actually tells me that it's time to drink water. Our ancestors crossed the wilderness in covered wagons without water reminder sundials. How did they not die of thirst? Well, if you're looking for water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service in Eureka. They drill a hole in the ground and deliver cool, clear water. So here's your reminder. You need water. Contact 307 Wildcat Well Service today, and you too will have cool, clear water. Your time is valuable, especially when you are sick or injured. Sheridan Memorial Hospital Urgent Care now offers scheduled appointments to avoid waits and fit your busy schedule. We also provide telemedicine visits that can be conducted from home, work, or anywhere you have a signal on your smartphone by clicking a link in a text message we send you. This is Dr. David Nickerson, Medical Director at Sheridan Memorial Hospital Urgent Care. Scheduled in-person or telemedicine appointments are one more way we deliver value and convenience to our patients. Call or text 675-5850 or go online to SheridanUrgentCare.com. It is critical we keep AM radio in all cars and all trucks. Hey, Sean Hannity here. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection, as well as news information and, yes, opinion. It is the backbone of the emergency alert system, and that keeps us safe in dangerous times because when cell and Internet services are down, well, this free emergency service might be your only lifeline. Now, text AM to the number 52886. Text AM to 52886. Tell Congress that we need AM radio in our cars. Text AM to 52886 today. Standard message and data rates apply. From Billings to Buffalo, this is the News Talk Station, FM 103.9 and 930 AM KROE. KROE. cat on earth i'm telling you all right good morning and welcome back to public pulse proudly brought to you by our friends out there at first federal bank and trust i'm floyd whiting this morning i'm speaking with sheridan dog and cat shelter operations manager cindy pop and unleash foundation founder and shelter dog trainer marion eccles and they've brought along lilo a two-year-old lab black mouth cur mix who is available for adoption. And she's very well-behaved sitting in here uh, in the studio. Uh, that tail's just a going. Well, she, I have treats in my pocket. Oh, that's she, she won't leave them alone. <laughs> Marion's cheating. That's yeah, how you get it. Yeah. yeah, she's interested in the pocket. Uh-huh. Okay, according to discussions, uh, the Buffalo City Council is actually considering reducing their contribution to their shelter, St. Francis, from $18,000 to just four. This is prompting the shelter board to consider reducing services, cutting back hours of operation, and it's it's actually quite bad. Uh, according to the shelter, should this happen, they will no longer be able to take pet owner surrenders, no longer be able to provide a community vet day, and they'll need to reduce their hours of operations to Fridays only from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. with other days by appointment only. Let's hope this doesn't go all the way through. Cindy, the shelter here, the Sheridan Dog and Cat Shelter, operates primarily on donations and and fundraisers, correct? Yeah, mostly. Now, how would losing a shelter in this region affect you? It would be, it'd be very bad. Um, we are consistently full at the moment as it is. Um, and if Buffalo Shelter can't take their strays or surrenders anymore 
I'm assuming they will still have to take strays, but the surrenders from Buffalo will start coming here, or Gillette most likely, but mm, probably here Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. more of the time, and we just do not have the room for that. We barely have the room for our community as it is. Yeah. Um, we have a surrender list right now of about 14 dogs waiting to come in. Um, and that's just people bringing, needing to get rid of their dogs, needing to bring them in and surrender them. And we've had that list for a couple of weeks now. I've been telling people when they want to get on the list, it could be months before we can get them in because we have that have had that list for so long. Wow. And we still continue to get strays in. Yep. And strays um, we have to take. Yeah. Strays we have to take. We... I think for two weekends in a row, we've probably gotten in four or more strays per weekend. It really surprises me how many strays CSO and other SPD officers Mm -hmm. end up turning into you guys weekly. It's just amazing. Yeah, It has been very bad. Um, And luckily, most of the time, people come for their dogs. Um, But, you know, that one every weekend that they don't come for really adds up yeah it really fills us up and we have to keep kennels open for those strays so we have somewhere to put them we have to keep at least two kennels open for strays um and so that really limits on what we can bring in from our surrender list because we have to anticipate that we're going to get at least two in during the week or the weekend and a lot of these uh, uh, animals um I think about the space that you guys have to have for them. Mm-hmm. Now, when you start getting, I guess you could say, oversaturated with these animals and then get this overflow, you start moving these kind of one-room little kennels into the garage. Yeah. Are you at that point right now? We are. Um, My we God, have, really? <laughs> Man. We have a single inside kennel open, which we don't like using. Um, the inside kennels if we don't have to because they're smaller. They don't have access to the outside. Of course, they get outside during the day to go potty while we're there. But at night, they don't have an outside access like the bigger kennels do. And we especially don't like using the wire kennels in the garage because they are so small. And it's just a wire kennel with food and water in it and a blanket, of course. But, I mean, when you've got that many animals coming in, what else are you going to do? Yeah, they're... We have to make room where we can. And so if, if St. Francis has to reduce their services this that much, then people from Buffalo are going to end up bringing their animals over here, and you're just going to have to deny them. Yeah. And then they're going to either have to make the drive over to Gillette, who I'm sure probably isn't faring any better. Yep. They're uh, full. <laughs> you know, this is a, it's just amazing to me that we have this many strays and this many turn-ins in a city this size. It just seems a, a little much for, for this many people. Yeah. Um, I've been with the shelter for close to five years now, and I started off as just a kennel person, kennel cleaner, and I haven't seen it this consistently full for this long. I mean, there's there were times that it would get this full and we'd be crazy. But it was like an ebb and but flow. But it was an ebb and flow, you know. And then the next, you know, month we would be almost empty. I remember a time we probably had five dogs available for adoption. Yeah. And five wow. dogs on the stray side. There was ten dogs total. 
And the, that was kind of a nice time because I had, I had <laughs> the kennels were clean. The right kennels away. were clean, and I had time to work with the dogs and play with them at the moment. And that's what I loved about you know being kennel staff is when it was that slow, you could take the dogs out for walks, yeah. and you could take. I used to like fill up pools with pool. Uh, what am I trying to say? The um, like the the play ball things yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Like, you know what i yeah, mean yeah, yeah i know what you mean um the little ball the plastic balls and i would put treats in the bottom and i'd put water in them and i'd take each one out one at a time and we'd play in the pool um and i don't think anyone on kennel staff right now has time to do anything other than get the dogs out a couple hours a day to run and go potty and do their cleaning yeah and it's just kind of miserable right now i mean when you've got that many uh, kennels to clean yeah that's that's a daunting task it is and it just kind of blows my mind once again that uh we've got so many strays mm-hmm. and and so many turn-ins and you know so before you go off and find that puppy uh i would suggest heading on down to the shelter get yourself a friend down there and uh you know when it comes to i i know some people who only adopt senior dogs mm-hmm. and yes it's uh, it's a little bit tougher they're a little more expensive when the health problems start but you know what they they are great about it because these couple of people have been able to give some senior dogs the best mm-hmm. years of their life and and it's amazing to see well and it's surprising um how some dogs literally know that you saved them yeah they know that you they're they act grateful yeah i have some of those at home (laughs) and uh, i've seen it before so keep that in mind when people rescue a dog the dogs know yeah and cats i'm sure cats do too yeah (laughs) absolutely now how many dogs do you have over there right now dogs we have 34. my goodness how many cats Cats is 123. Yep. That's, That's a room full number. of cats. My gosh. It is. I. Th- it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And, and and we were only discussing dogs if St. Francis gets closed down. Yeah. It'd be cats, too. Cats, too. And, and be... gerbils and, and yep. ducks and anything else. Oh, yeah. Yep. We have, I think, what did I say? We have four rabbits and five guinea pigs at the moment, too. <laughs> you know, I th- this is one of those situations where you might not understand the critical nature of having a shelter until you don't have one. Mm-hmm. And, and I hope that is not a lesson that is going to have to be learned the hard way. Um, but I'm not in government, <laughs> so I'll step <laughs> off. Now, tell us about the uh, garage sale benefit that you guys are going to be holding so that we uh, we can go forward with uh, funding our own shelter. Yeah. So um, June. Um, yeah, that's next. That's next month. Next yeah. month. Yep. Yeah. I'm. <laughs> it's We're getting close. Already, yeah. <laughs> June twenty fourth. Um, one of our staff members, Sue, is holding a garage sale in the benefit of the shelter, and so she's taking you know donations and stuff from us, from the other employees. Um, stuff that we have left over or extra of and just really anything to sell during the garage sale um it'll be held off site so it's going to be at 2 2481 weeping willow court 
That's a mouthful. All right. <laughs> and then what time is she going to get started on that? Did she give you a time? Oh, she did not no. give me a time. She said it's going to be a Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Garage sale. And, and knowing garage sale folk, that's probably going to be pretty early. Probably and all the early, good stuff probably. goes fast, folks. <laughs> Those garage sellers, they, they know how to get there and they know how to uh, push that stuff. My daughter just cleaned out a room. I've got a whole bunch of pretty hip stuff for ah, you guys. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Bags. You would not believe the amount of bags oh, that that man. little girl came out of that room with you know she said it. she said it herself she said how did i get that many clothes and i was pretty simple answer well i felt like a bad dad if you didn't you know? right. <laughs> but yeah so i'm got i got some stuff that's going to make its way to the shelter thanks to emmy cindy marion thank you both so much for coming on today and thank you for bringing in lilo uh i'll get a story up about this vaccination clinic and we'll can't we'll see if we can't get uh, some support for you guys through that garage sale Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. When we come back, we're going to speak with the Sheridan Veterans Council. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM. Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize another winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, Sheridan American Legion Baseball is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. The 39th Annual Buffalo Lions Club Fishing Derby is happening Memorial Day weekend at Lake DeSmet. Get ready for a fun-filled weekend. The lake is located on I-97 miles north of Buffalo. There are $100 to $2,000 tagged fish and a total of over $50,000 in cash and prizes, including a Polaris Sportsman 570 Trail ATV. The 39th Annual Buffalo Lions Club Fishing Derby, May 27th through the 29th. Thanks again to their outstanding sponsor, Budweiser. Heads up, whether it's at work, at home, or play, take a few seconds to look up and locate any overhead power lines. When working outside, be sure to keep yourself and any tools or equipment you're using at least 10 feet away. Teach your children to fly kites or toys in areas away from overhead power lines. And do not attempt to remove anything that has become tangled with a line. Always assume an overhead power line is energized and dangerous. A safety message brought to you by Montana Dakota Utilities. In the community to serve. This Memorial Day weekend, it's a store-wide sale at Moss Holders Design Center. Every single item, in stock or special order, is on sale this Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Monday. Moss Holders' 18,000-square-foot showroom is filled with inventory. Choose from tons of in-stock dining room sets, living room sofas and sectionals, mattresses, or recliners. Moss Holders has lots of in-stock bedroom groups as well. Whatever room you'd like to update this summer, Moss Holders can help. That's Moss Holders Memorial Day Sale. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Hi, this is Jill Bates with The Best Team. Looking for a new home? This new build by Sunrise Homes Construction is a must-see. This four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath with over 900 square feet, three-car garage in Cloud Peak Subdivision by Highland Park School could be your next home. Call today and Colton Logan or I will be glad to give you a private tour. The address is easy. Two, three, four, five. Yep, that's it. I said two, three, four, five, Pheasant Draw Road. Call 675-BEST or go online at bestwy.net for all your real estate needs. Make it a great day. Proudly brokered by EXP. Dan Marshall here with Captain Clean. 
Your heating and cooling system are the lungs of your home or business, taking air in and breathing it out, directly affecting your indoor air quality. Normal day-to-day -day activity generates lots of contaminants and air pollutants such as dander, dust, and chemicals. Call today for your free HVAC cleaning estimate. It's 100% free, and nobody has the equipment or expertise to clean HVAC like we do. Call Captain Clean today, 672-0726. Affordable choices for healthy living. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. First widely observed on May 30th of 1868 to commemorate the sacrifices of Civil War soldiers, Decoration Day began the tradition of decorating graves with flowers, wreaths, and flags. Now known as Memorial Day, it gives us all an opportunity as a nation to honor the memory of those who have died in service to our country. Joining us for the second part of the show this morning is Christina Miller, representing the Sheridan's Veterans Council. Good morning, Christina, and welcome back to the show. Good morning, Floyd. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, just I got uh, to see a dog this I morning. Know. I was so torn about coming early to see the dog, but then I thought I might want it. You're going to so. end up heading home with it. <laughs> you got to be careful. I have and a cat. So. <laughs> <laughs> so how's your spring been so far? It's been great. Um, allergies, not so much, but yeah. spring's been great. And uh, I know we're getting a bunch of rain in the next few days, so um, my garden um, beginnings are are exciting. Good. So, <laughs> Good. Very exciting. You know, I think as soon as I, one day when I own my own property, if I own my own property, that's I'd love to have a garden. My grandmother gardened, so many people. Uh, and I used to have a great big one in Cheyenne. So fun to do and relaxing. <sighs> Bless your heart, because I don't, It's it varies on whether I would call it relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on I, if they're coming up, I'm right? Still, I'm still fairly new at gardening, because, you know, of course, in the military, moving around and everything, right, my right. mom had a garden growing up, and, um, and but I didn't really have a my own place, so I never gardened, um, and so it's only been since I've been here the last few years, and... Um, I've had some great successes, but then I've almost cried. <laughs> <laughs> some bad failures, so, too, huh? Yeah, well, some so setbacks. We'll call them setbacks. Hail and just crazy stuff. Oh. Yeah, but, you know, I, 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 it makes me appreciate farmers so much more oh. because I just have these little areas, and um, whenever the hail decimates something, it's... <sighs> yeah, crushes you. <laughs> it crushes me. And unfortunately, we get some pretty bad hail up in this area. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think the whole state gets it because that was my worst enemy in Cheyenne, oh, too. Yeah. They yeah. destroyed my broccoli one year. Um, I was quite upset. Yep. yep. Are, so, is there any special way that you yourself like to uh, just take a moment or recognize uh, Memorial Day with your family? Um, you know, actually, of course, the last few years I've been um, involved in the Sheridan Veterans Council. So, um, but even before that, when we first moved here, you know, I was um, in the service not too long before moving here. Um, you know, Memorial Day here is so great because um, the idea of being able to place flags on graves when we first got here before I became part of the council. Um, that was really important to my husband and I. We're both veterans, and um, and my kids from you know their earliest days had the, have these memories, and it's part of our tradition um, even before, like I said, the Veterans Council, because it's so important to have that um, early 
awareness of the importance of that service. Um, even though they saw us serving, um, my husband more so because I was, uh, they were all pretty young when I left service. Um, but but I think Memorial Day is just that opportunity to say, you know, all these people here, we're putting the flags on. It's it's really kind of a, a thanking them up in the heavens yeah. for their service that yeah. they. Uh, many of them volunteered for. Some of them were drafted, um, certainly, but um, it's it's a way to still say thank you and honor them. And I think that the kids um, are better for it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, when my daughter and I, when it was just the two of us, we would take Memorial Day and go to the, the uh, cemetery and we would walk around and, you know, the service plates... They, they look nice. They've improved since, uh, you know, f- since back in the day. But every once in a while you get that overgrowth. Mm-hmm. And Katie and I would just spend the morning going through and trying to cut away that overgrowth and just kind of clear it away. Mm-hmm. And that's how we would spend our morning of Memorial Day was just going through there. Because as you're cleaning that. You you know you're asking yourself questions about the individual and you're you're learning what little information you can, but you're honoring them, you're remembering them, and that's what it's all about, you know. Absolutely, and it does often. Um, what I found is that it often prompts questions. Yeah. And sometimes it prompts some research because of you know there may be things that my husband and I, gosh, I don't know what that acronym means. Right. It, you know, um, and then. Um, and then when you see multiple generations with kind of some kind of service, um, it's just it's very heartwarming. And um, we've had some great conversations with the kids where they ask, well, you know, does this mean that this is the son of or the daughter of? And does that mean that they were in service, too? And yes, it does. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's it's an easy way to teach without being in a classroom. That's perfect. And, and, and it's something that's very simple to do. But it means so much to those of us who, who have served. And, and I, I, I know it means a lot to those who gave their lives in service, wherever they are. Absolutely. You know, um, to just take a moment, you know, pause everything and just really reflect on what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, n- life is not cheap. Yeah. And no one's life is cheap. And so giving your life in service of someone else's freedom is I think just the best way to go. Absolutely, and um, you know, one of the things that that we talk about too is, um, which comes up with a lot of veterans, is it doesn't matter when you served. It doesn't matter whether you were, you know, firing a gun at, at, you know, an an enemy force, Um, you raised your hand and didn't know where you'd go or where you'd serve or what you'd be doing. You raised your hand and said, I'm going to do it wherever you need me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, cause when we were deployed, we did have, you know, our, lot of our guys in the office, our guys and girls in the supply area, and we would take them out with us, you know, as often as we could. Uh, and, and some of them, you know, when they came home would, would be feeling a certain way. And it's like, look, man, everybody's got a job here, you know, and you are just as important, if not more than me. Uh, because I'm out there and I can be replaced 25 times over and you're, you're the only one who knows how to get me chow. You know, <laughs> you're pretty important. <laughs> and paid. <laughs> exactly. And paid. So, uh, you know, I, I love and those individuals who are actually helping the machine roll along. Yeah. You don't have to be a frontline soldier 
or airman or marine to serve. You can you can go in there and do a job that is just as important, if not more so, uh, without having to be on the front lines. Captain Tom Ringley and I were actually discussing the differences between Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Would you just go over that one more time? Sure. Um, so in short, um, as you mentioned a little bit earlier, um, Memorial Day, which is the last Monday of May every year, um, is to remember those who have left us, who've, who've passed away, whether it was in direct combat or after service, whatever the case is. Um, originally, it was more focused on those who were killed uh, while in service, but um, but it's you know obviously been extended for a long time into anyone who served who's no longer with us. Veterans Day is honoring those who are still doing jobs day in, day out, um, serving uh, their country in other ways through sharing information or helping veterans or whatever the case is. So Veterans Day is for those who are still with us, um, which is why um, sometimes uh, veterans point out if they get thanked on memorial day that, that that's not the day for them it's for those who've gone before them yeah yeah and and you know my ex-wife loves military loves uh veterans and and she's always been great about it. well i'm gonna thank you anyway you know and i'm like okay well <laughs> I, i'll take it but remember that today is for them sure. not not for us so we get plenty of attention uh, on a daily basis. You know, we need to remember those who passed. But, you know, one thing that you said that I, I, I really appreciate, it doesn't matter when you served. Um, the Cold War, which is uh, the, the Sheridan Veterans Council's theme this year, yes, was a different kind of war. Uh, but it was just as critical, just as vital. And, I mean, we were on the edge of oblivion for a decade, over a decade, mm -hmm. maybe three decades, you could say, just on the edge of the end of the world. And these individuals were frontline that whole time. I say this, I've gotten to interview Cold War veterans on multiple occasions. Mm -hmm. One individual worked on nuclear missiles and was literally a maintenance guy for those things and, and lived down inside those, those little silos fascinating story you know very clandestine type of life another individual flew a a spy plane well he was the one that took the photos i apologize he was a navigator and he was also the guy taking the photos and and you know when he talked to me he said you should probably call the u.s department and uh, defense and make sure that you can know this story and so i did i followed proper chains and they're like oh yeah that's all declassified don't worry about that but the stuff that he told me was absolutely mind-blowing yeah. they lived a different life they fought a different war mm -hmm. and you know no one pushed the button and and as far as we know no one fired shots mm -hmm. but no less vital Oh, absolutely. And that's, you know, every year we um, in the Sheridan Veterans Council, we talk about, um, you know, theme because, <clears throat> you know, you could you can have a Memorial Day ceremony where you just, you know, I don't want to say have it generic, but just thank all veterans all or all uh, those who've passed and um, gone on from different eras. Um, but we. Uh, you know, we continue to feel like bringing um, a more specific focus helps 
with the education and the remembrance. Yeah. Um, not that it takes, we, we don't want to take away from any other eras, um, but Cold War, um, you know, when we started talking this year, you know, we'd, we'd recently done uh, Vietnam um, and um, we, we keep, we kept coming back to the Cold War and it's like, well, how do you tell that story? Because it was, it was invisible to so many people, the general population. I mean, obviously, you'd hear things in the news. Right, we all knew. Missile crisis. You know, there were things that were going on. Um, but how do you tell that story? So um, I'm really excited this year because the uh, the folks that were doing research, um, of course, right away, F.E. Warren, yep. humongous. Um, and that was a humongous part of what the Cold War was about is the what ifs how do we protect ourselves because things were nuclear arms race and you know there were all these things going on that you know the american public i think to to a fair extent was probably sheltered from some of the scariness there was probably a lot of people that weren't but uh, besides the military but you know how how are we going to protect our country and our way of life with all these things going on and so like with the uh, intercontinental continental ballistic missiles yeah. you know that was one of the ways you know when you think about um and i'm not a I'm, I'm not a enough of a weapons person to talk super detailed but when you're talking about a weapon that is meant to go between continents because of the fear caused by the cold war that's very telling yeah. you know it's no longer you know take the fight to the enemy it's you know <laughs> take to the fight in the air where it may be coming, you know, from another continent. Um, and so um, I think it's just that that to me is very telling. So um, I, I hope that people, um, you know, appreciate um, that really long period. It actually covered, uh, I think, 1947 was when it, when it technically was started. So, I mean, it was over the period of the Korean War that was still bubbling in in the oh, background. yeah. And so many you different know? proxy wars <laughs> yeah. were, were happening around us. Vietnam was mm -hmm. a proxy war. Korea, you mm -hmm. could say, was a proxy war. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was, uh, we're not going to fight communism directly, but uh, maybe this smaller country, maybe this over here, we're going to prevent its spread. That was really critical. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, um, you know, after World War II, when you have... Um, there were things already bubbling up um, and you have Stalin who's wanting to extend communism and um, and there are these divisions between West and East Germany which you know so yeah what generation we have at least what one generation that oh, at least never two generations maybe, that have never experienced that the, that was two separate and entities. it was so important in our yeah. lives wasn't it I yeah. mean like it was always on the news yeah yeah. Uh, even as a little kid, my father sat me in front of uh, Tom Brokaw, Dan Rather, to listen to what the heck was going on in mm -hmm. the world. And that was a key part of it. You Absolutely. Know? What's, what's Soviet Russia doing? Mm -hmm. So that's the theme for the year. Let's talk about some activities. I got about four sure. minutes left. Sure. What's going to be happening Saturday? So um, so every year we have several things that happen. So um, And we this year it's spread over three days. Um, so Saturday, May 27th, so this Saturday, we will have our stake and flag placement up at the uh, Municipal Cemetery. Um, that starts at 9. 
Um, we this year we are asking folks that want to take part in that if you happen to have like a little uh, wagon or anything like that to carry this the flags that's sometimes people can't carry very many of them um, the stakes will be pre-placed but the flags um, we usually hand out um, so that's nine o'clock um, Monday which is Memorial Day will be our ceremony um, new change this was we just decided last night it is actually going to be in the VFW main hall because yet again we have Memorial Day with live Lots of rain and wetness uh, planned. So we were going to do it at the cemetery, but it's just not realistic. Um, so that ceremony starts at 10, again, in the VFW main hall. It is smoke-free, um, no alcohol in there, separate from the bar. So it is family-friendly. And then the final event is actually next weekend on June 3rd um, at 9 a.m. We will have the stake and flag removal. Um, we've multiple years talked about having more time where people can go to the cemetery and see all the flags. Oh, that's great. That's come up before and the cemetery said that that was fine that they could be up for a whole week oh, that so is great. Um, so we're really excited to offer that um, we do need the public's health though help though we have about 2300 um, uh, veterans that the cemetery now has a database for so um, we're, we're we're really excited but we do need help even on the removal so please make plans if you're going to be in the in the area to stop up on the uh, June 3rd date as well we will have coffee and some some snacks and goodies um, to help with that and all you got to do is just go and help pick up some flags and take a moment to reflect absolutely I mean I think that's good for anybody uh, so uh, one more time if you would tell me uh, I got about two minutes left VFW main hall uh, I can look it up and get it up online would you happen to have the address yeah on that? it's uh, 758 Broadway so it's right next to the Sheridan Inn for those who aren't in Sheridan proper but right next to the Sheridan Inn um, and um, yeah come on out for that uh, 10 o'clock on Monday um, and then the other two dates for uh, the 27th which is Saturday for the stake and flag placement 9 a.m. Uh, and then June 3rd 9 a.m. as well for the stake and flag removal both of those are at the cemetery you know I greatly appreciate everything that you do for veterans Christina and I, I greatly appreciate what you're doing on the Veterans Association you yourself are a veteran so thank you thank you thank you Floyd. all right you've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM share it cash in a high-yield account is a simple way to save. First Federal Bank & Trust high-yield online savings account comes with a competitive interest rate and local service from people you know. Open the account from the convenience of your computer or mobile device and watch your savings grow. Visit efirstfederal.bank to open your account today or check out our deposit specials. First Federal Bank & Trust, helping our customers succeed since 1935. Member FDIC. Will you be a winner in our $2,000 gift card giveaway at the Sheridan Commercial Company? Hi, Kurt Smith here. Today through Friday, June 2nd, we're giving away $200 in gift cards each day for 10 days. So come in today and register. In fact, you can come in every day and register. No purchase necessary. There are lots of chances to win. You could be part of the $2,000 gift card giveaway. Sign up today. Thanks from the Sheridan Commercial Company. 
We appreciate your business. Open seven days a week. In this day and age, everyone's looking for a great value deal. Well, look no further than your locally owned McDonald's. The $3.50 value deal is available at your McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Choose from a McDouble, hot and spicy, or six-piece chicken McNuggets, plus a small fry for $3.50. Now that is the value. Don't forget to download the McDonald's app for even more great deals. Look no further for a great value deal than your locally owned McDonald's in Sheridan, Buffalo, and Gillette. Are you tired of dodging potholes and feeling every bump in the road? Don't let your vehicle suffer any longer. Call Waring Chevrolet and make an appointment. Hi, this is Chris Hayden. We will set the alignment and check the wear on your tires, steering, and suspension systems using our state-of-the-art Hunter alignment machine. Whether you drive a car, truck, or SUV, our expert technicians will make sure you are up and running smoothly. So don't wait. Call to make an appointment. Waring Sheridan Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, or call 674-6419. Get ready for summer with CMB Supply. We have your yard care essentials in stock and ready to go. Grass seed, John Deere mowing equipment, rakes, shovels, garden supplies, bird feeders, and more. Also get your free gift with any $20 purchase. Come in to visit us at CMB Supply. We're on Heartland Drive and we're open Monday to Friday from 7.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. And then on Saturday, we're open from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. May is Better Hearing Month, and hearing wellness is what this month is all about. Hi, this is JT Kraft with Evia Hearing, and we're here to help. We'll start by providing you a free baseline hearing test so you know where your hearing stands. Then we offer a free consultation about hearing wellness, show you how to protect your hearing, and when necessary, we'll help you hear what you've been missing. Call us today, and we'll help you take the right steps toward hearing wellness. Evia Hearing, 674-8920. That's 674-8920. The 39th annual Buffalo Lions Club Fishing Derby is happening Memorial Day weekend at Lake DeSmet. Get ready for a fun-filled weekend. The lake is located on I-97 miles north of Buffalo. There are $100 to $2,000 tagged fish and a total of over $50,000 in cash and prizes, including a Polaris Sportsman 570 Trail ATV. The 39th annual Buffalo Lions Club Fishing Derby, May 27th through the 29th. Thanks again to their outstanding sponsor, Budweiser. KROE, Sheridan, broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. KROE!